AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula, Berber which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. Right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com, the lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. I got this feeling that I've been through before. I got this feeling that I've been through before. Oh, hello. Welcome to We Know's Parenting. I'm Peter McNerney. I'm Beth Newell. And I'm dead. I died. You're um, in rough shape right now. I'm feel like garbage. Yeah. Well, it's a rainy day here in New York. Sure I feel is. like the pollen count is still very high. Um Maybe it's the pollen. Yeah. I took a Zyrtec this morning, which I don't usually do in the daytime, and I was real sleepy all day. I bet. But then I got home and went for a jog. You you really you really did it tonight. I really went for it. I fall asleep while you, you were fell jogging. Asleep while I was jogging. It was a mistake. Maybe it wasn't. I don't know. Something's wrong with me. Nothing. <laughs> nothing serious. But I can't stop peeing. <laughs> uh, like where there's no more water left in me, and I keep drinking water. And uh, uh, that's why I think I might be dead. I think Listeners, I died. If you know what's wrong with Peter's pee. Let us know. What's wrong with it? Why can't it stay in my body? I told you, you have to eat some salt. Uh, everything I eat has too much salt in it. That's the problem, says my doctor. Oh boy, that's what it is. You know what? I'm going going back to see the doctor in a couple of weeks, and I'm afraid what he's going to say. Because, folks, my blood pressure, it's not great. I'm going to have to go on medication. 
Let's get, let's talk serious right now. talk about Hypertension. How, like a couple months ago, we were laying in bed and you suddenly pulled out this loud electronic blood pressure machine that wraps around your your arm and was like that's a good impression it was, it was like that do you want to uh, do the whole thing because that do you was want pretty me good to? i mean the okay so i'm looking at them on my phone because it, it goes to my phone and it's making this sound and i'm like i should relax and i'm like blood pressure <laughs> heart rate go down and I get nervous and it goes up yeah so you pulled that out and you just started doing it I was like what is going on and you're like oh my blood pressure this is how I do it yeah um, you didn't know I bought that I didn't know you bought that you love to just buy gadgets it, it really helped me for a while until I stopped doing it and just let everything go to hell that's why I'm dead we should, we should get some sort of chalkboard where we can write empowering messages to ourselves for like hey take care of your body <laughs> drink water eat some salt that's a lot of the, like the casting houses i go to <laughs> yeah they're like you got this it's just like a dream is just something that you've you haven't marched yet <laughs> that a sense. dream is a war you haven't fought in <laughs> start a war um <laughs> i i there's one place i go to audition a lot and it's just like by the light switch in the bathroom there's always one of those that's like achievement is just a state of mind um none of them are these examples we've said because because i'm really not even my example you're well yours is perfect <laughs> idiots not to do that one that i'd already forgot there's something so much more sad about putting those inspiring messages up when people are already like going to auditions they know they're not going to get <laughs> well it's also in a place where they teach a ton of acting classes mm-hmm. and so they're you know they want to inspire people because they need to sell more <laughs> yeah. classes yeah they're like your goals are just another two hundred dollars away you're gonna be a star i'm like <laughs> screw you okay so this is a parenting podcast. Oh, um, yes, yes. What are we doing here? Whining? We, <laughs> oh, no. Okay. We're tired. You're the most tired tonight. You I'm win. the whiniest I have felt in a in a time, but we're going to push through it. And by we, I mean me. Yeah. Um, so we had, I feel like finally just this sort of normal weekend at home. Maybe we did before this. I can't keep track of anything. Every, my life is a blur. Um <laughs> We took the kids, uh, I took Maven to the beach on Saturday while you and Bryn watched TV. It was great. <laughs> it was everything what everything everyone wanted. Uh, yeah, I think so. Maven wanted a, her alone mommy time. You she wanted was the beach. really happy about it. She said <laughs> she was doing something later where she was doing her normal like following me around thing. And she was like, mommy, I love following you. <laughs> And I was like, yeah, I've noticed. That um, <laughs> is entirely correct. And that was after she had a full day with me, which she never, ever gets. Um, I love having one-on-one time with either one of our kids. Yeah, It's so incredibly rare. Yeah, it was great. we got to do that more often. Yeah. I Well, it was nice to be at the beach with just Maven because, I mean, it would have been fun to see Brent at the beach, but he's so hyper and like always pushing boundaries and not that she wasn't doing that, but like 
she was kind of chill and just like happy to be there. Yeah. And beach boundaries, they're in, that's important. Those are important boundaries. <laughs> like the boundary between the land and the sea, that's a key one. That's an important one. Is this from one of the posters from the... Now get out there and act. <laughs> Just remember, the boundary between the ocean and the land... You're only as far from your scene partner as the land from the sea. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, so we took him there, and then we had we went over Prince Friend's house for a little pizza This was party. not a normal weekend. Everything was different. We did two... We had two friends' houses trips. I mean, it's normal in the sense that I feel like this is what other people do with their lives. Oh, are... yeah, normal people stuff. Yes. Yes. Not normal us. Um. Yeah, and we had a nice little pizza party with them. They we threw... sure did. That was fun. Yeah, drank some beers while the kids played in the room, the other room. And there were no us. melt... Oh, I was going to say there were no meltdowns, but Bryn had a major meltdown on the way yeah, home. Yeah, when we tried to leave... Another classic, very embarrassing meltdown as we're trying to leave a nice night. And I have to be like physically. Yeah. Our son had to be dragged away with no shoes on. I had to force him into his. uh... Maven slapped me in the face (laughs) uh, last night. So comically hard. I don't know. She was really upset about something. And I sort of put my foot down because she's been acting up. And I, I, I wasn't overreacting. I was just like, no. And I picked her up, and she just pulled her hand back and struck my face with such a whoops that I looked at her totally shocked. And then she looked at me, like, shocked at what she had done. <laughs> and and I was like, you're going to your room. Or I, I no, no, no. I said, hey, like, too loud. I, I shouldn't have said loud, so, hey, so aggressively. But I was... It hurt my feelings. She's so sassy lately. So I took her to her room and she cried really hard because she was scared because she scared me. I scared her. I put her in there and then I just like got her a bowl of pasta for dinner and then Bryn was eating his. And of course, whenever one of them is freaking out, the other one turns into an angel. No, that's not what happened to me the other night. I picked them up from daycare and they were both like dehydrated or something. Yeah. They were both being so horrible at the same time and I was like losing it because I had to like I had to like turn the office chair on its side so that Maven couldn't keep dragging it over to like climb the counters. I was wondering why was that was in the there. midst of also dealing with Bryn who was having like a full on meltdown. It was they were such a nightmare. And then in the middle of it, like it started to calm down, but they were like not taking a bath and I just gave up on the bath and then um Bryn grabbed my phone, was playing with it. And so in the middle of all this, he took a video of me somehow just walking towards him trying to look calm and it's just me like staring at him like just clearly so tired and annoyed so you got a glimpse of the energy that you brought towards your kids and realized you weren't playing it cool at all yeah um but they started it so i oh that's mature yeah but Maven has been so sassy lately and when we were getting ready for the beach she was so excited about it and she kept like when I was putting sunblock on her she was like now we're all fresh and we can't get burned we're not gonna get too hot and she was like we're she as we were leaving she kept saying we're so fresh and good we're so fresh and good she was just like so happy and then we walk outside and she'd go it's a nice sunny and cloudy day uh <laughs> 
Well, so after continuing my tantrum story, as soon as I threw her in a room, and I I don't mean through, but I sort of do, because <laughs> I put her. No, no, actually, that wasn't true. I just put her in her bed, and then she, and then I gave Bryn his food, and I put her bowl of pasta out, and um, I basically just ignore her when she freaks out, and then she'll come out slowly and I'll just ignore her so she doesn't think that we're competing it anymore. And then she came out and walked down the hall and then I looked at her and then I saw her look at me. Then I saw that she was furious still and then she looked over at her bowl of pasta and then looked back at me and instantly I knew exactly what she was going to do. Oh, no. And she just sprinted so fast towards the bowl and I go no and I reach out and she grabs the bowl and just flips it all over the carpet like deliberately that was her plan and then she and then she recoils because she knows I'm gonna grab her I was like no and I missed and I picked her up and I was so angry but I'm immediately going like don't show it no emotions don't do it I just pick her up I don't say anything I just take her right back to her room and I go in it and I Throw it on her bed. Not throw. Well, you know what? A little bit. <laughs> I put her on her bed, but that last <laughs> that last half foot is really where my anger was. With all her big blankets and thing, and I was, it's a little bit of a flick at the end because I'm just like, how spiteful. She's like, I'm going to come out and throw that pasta all over the carpet, and it's going to spill perfectly, and there's going to be macaroni and cheese all over the carpet and you're gonna have to clean it up daddy and she won and then she screamed and screamed and screamed and screamed and then finally I held the door closed because she was trying to come out and she screamed more and then finally she calmed down I went in there and I picked her up and she like hugged me and I took her to the kitchen I didn't say anything and I started getting her a bowl of more pasta and then she just whispered to me and she goes I'm sorry daddy and neither one of our kids has ever <laughs> unprompted apologized to me. And I like almost burst into tears. <laughs> and I was like, it's okay. You're a good girl. Blah, 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 blah. She's been so like funny and horrible lately. Like she, <laughs> like she'll do this thing where I've had this like pr- fairly successful tr- trick of putting them to bed. And then when they try to say mommy I want to be with you that's what they always say <laughs> mommy I want to be with you and they're trying she to get tried me to lay that down. tonight so they say that and then I'm like oh Ooh. well I'll be right back and then I just shut the door and hope they fall asleep which works like a fair enough amount of the time I do that all the time and then so Maven is catching on to that and then she's like so she keeps going I'll come with you I'll help. I'm going to help you. I'm going to come help you. And then I'm like, no, Maven. And I put her back in her bed. And she just like keeps, she keeps being like, I'll Oh yeah, help I'll you. just, uh, I'll just go right there with you. Let me help. And like Bryn was even laughing at her because it was like so ridiculous. <laughs> and the, uh, another thing they both did last night, I think, which was very annoying, is Bryn like accidentally, but not really accidentally, spit a bunch of milk out into his blueberries and so then Maven He's was, like, ooh, whoops. Yeah, it's like, oh my God, what happened? And then Maven was like, well, I have to do that. And I was like, Maven, no. And of course she tries to do it. So then I took both their milks away. And then she got pissed at me, like as if I'm the one who's being ridiculous. She's like, just give me the milk. You're ruining all the fun. She's like, 
What? I just need the milk. Um, anyway, the worst. <sighs> that being said, it was a really delightful, wonderful week. But Wait, I- did I say? Oh, the other thing, Maven, did I have to say is that I was putting them to bed the other night and it was like getting pretty hot in the apartment. And I was <laughs> like, you don't need your long sleeve pajamas and pants. Like you could just wear the top and she's insisting on it. And then she dug in her heels so much that she goes, I need socks and gloves. And she insisted on putting on socks and a pair of winter gloves <laughs> to lay in bed. And at that point, I was just like, I'm not having this argument. I was like, go for it. Spiteful. <laughs> I, you know, actually, I discovered a new tactic today um, uh, with Bryn. It's actually the second time I did it today, which is, you know, how worth it is to get like really serious with them. Like he he didn't want to hold my hand in the road to get in the car, even though we're on the street that's a dead end and it's probably fine. And he wanted to just walk behind me, and I'm like, no, we're in the street. You're gonna hold my hand, and he's like, I'll just stand behind you. And I'm like, I'm not gonna compromise on holding my hand in the road. So, it, have you ever tried this where I'm just like, you have to do what I'm saying right now. If you get really stern like that, it never works with him. Yeah. But I, I tried this thing where like I was very stern. I was like, you have to hold my hand. You have to do it now. And of course he doesn't. And then I took a breath and I said, Bryn, do you know why I'm being very serious right now? And it was, he took that as a really interesting question because I wasn't being mad. I was like, I'm being very serious. Do you know why? And then I explained the importance of being in the, of why you need to hold my hand in the street. And I played it more as like, this is a thing that's serious to me. And I'm, I'm scared if you don't hold my hand. And then it was suddenly him holding my hand was something, a favor he was doing for me. (laughs) And then he was like, okay with it. And I was like, and I did it again today. I was like, do you know why I'm being so serious? Was the question that he like really latched on to. So that's my new that's my new thing. Well, on the flip side, I'll say that last night he was trying to get something out of the medicine cabinet that's sort of hanging on the wall, but it's not securely mounted. And I have this paranoia about them pulling that medicine cabinet down onto themselves. Yeah, the medicine cabinet that's bigger than both of them. Yeah. So I was like I was I was already very frustrated with him, and so I kind of, like, screamed at him about it because I was just like, you don't do that. I was like, you're going to hurt yourself. I don't want that to fall, you know, whatever. Yeah. So he, like, it didn't end the argument, but he, like, left the room and pouted and, like, did his whole, like, angry thing. But then when he came back in to, like, continue taunting me about it, <laughs> he wasn't pretending like he was going to hang on it, which he had been kind of doing before. Like, he had been putting his hands all over it, and this yeah. time he just reached his arms up to try to get the thing at the top of it without like putting any weight on it. Uh, and I was like, mm, that was a pretty good scare. I gave him. <laughs> yeah. All right. You can act like you're being tough, but as long as you took the note. Yeah. Good job, boy.
Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com. The lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but, like, I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty. Beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell, ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. Now it's time for We Knows What They're Watching. This is all about all about that, <laughs> I was going to say, that sweet media. Mm-hmm. That our kids consume. It's about their media consumption. Beth, you requested this one. What? What? Are you Are you done? No. Um, Dehydrated. I wanted to talk about this book we got. Um, as you guys may have noticed, we've been getting, for some reason, we've been getting our kids a lot of books about birth and death and sort of heavier concepts lately. But... Um, I found out about this book that is about gender identity for kids, and it's called It Feels Good to Be Yourself by Teresa Thorne. And uh, I follow Teresa and her husband on Twitter, Jesse Thorne, and they're very vocal about they have a trans daughter and they've sort of helped her uh, come into that in a really, I think, well-researched way. I've sort of loosely been following it over the years. But... um, this book, which uh, you and I have both read to our kids, it's a pretty good intro into gender for kids, which mm-hmm. it just sort of tells these stories of different kids and how some of them, when they were born, people thought they were a boy, but once they were able to find words, they were able to explain that they were a girl or that they were non-binary and some some of them considered themselves both a girl and a boy and some of them felt like they were neither a boy or a girl. And I think... Um, it's just a really good, simple breakdown for kids. I don't, it's obviously not like the be all end all of information about trans identity because it's for kids, but I think it's a nice, 
yeah, intro. Yeah, it, it really is just like a hey, here's a here's a list of different kinds of people and different gender identities, and it's like there's no story really, um, but it's introducing these things. I, I I think we both read this to our kids at least once. Yeah, and um, and uh, Bryn's. Bryn, they seemed interested enough, but Bryn was thinking about it. And at one point, I was like, uh, he repeating something back from the book. He goes, yeah, I'm a boy, but I feel like a girl. And I had a moment, I had a moment, an impulse where I'm like, uh, I, I don't think that's true for him. Right. Uh, he's, I think he's just repeating what he heard in this book. And, uh, and then I was, I was like, my impulse is, I, not to confront him on it, to be, be to be like, well, let's get into that. Do you think that? And I was like, mm, I'm just gonna let that be. Um, yeah. I'm gonna come back and and see how he identifies with this this again. Well, I don't think yeah, really... and I think that's you know the nice thing about well, children's gender identity. If it's really their identity, they're gonna keep coming back to that idea. Oh, yeah. You don't need to debate it with them or you know try to suss it out. It's just you know what I mean. It's gonna come yeah. out on its own. So. Um, yeah, I guess if I'm being honest with myself, I think probably my brain, there was something in me that was just like, no, that's not true for you. Well, because it doesn't feel true for how he's expressed himself. Yeah. So well, well, then I had to have some self-reflection where I was like, hmm, how much of that was a like, oh, I don't want that to be true for you. I hope that's not, not the case. But that was how I spent the rest of my night going that like. Well, you just really never know where people are going to fall on the spectrum. Like, who knows? Yeah. Um, Jonathan Van Ness just came out as non-binary. He he that, says he identifies sometimes as feminine, sometimes as masculine, and I thought that was it's 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 exciting to see people who are already in the public eye. Mm-hmm. Not that, I mean, it's it's exciting to see anyone be able to own their trans identity, but it's exciting to see these influential people starting to. Uh, come into these identities and speak more openly about them because it's really just normalizing it in a way that I'm so glad our kids get to grow up with. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I have a a good friend from high school with a a trans daughter who's uh, really wonderfully um, uh, open about it on, on Facebook. And like, that's like the closest person in my, in my life that, uh, that has a transgender daughter and and that just like seeing how that actually plays out today today and seeing that her daughter is like oh has always very clearly been a transgender girl and and that like visibility is is so huge and 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 so wonderful because that's how that's how people learn about things that are different you know we don't all have that that's why something like this, this like book is like the simplest thing you can do for your kids to just be like, oh, here's some things, some people that exist that might not be in your life. Um, let's read this. You know what? We got a listener mail about this. Can I read a listener mail about this? Sure. Um, I just realized, just recommending some more uh, books. Um, while you're looking for that, I want to talk about... Um our, a friend of ours who we talked previously on the podcast about her son is really into wearing dresses and has a lot of girlfriends and went to a princess party. He um, 
this week, he had a dance recital. So his classroom, which happens to be all girls except for him, they have like a weekly dance class and they put on a show. And so she got there and she's excited because her son is sort of into these things. And um, the dance teacher, who was a slightly older woman, had choreographed this dance for the girls where all the girls are wearing like leotards and tutus and her son was supposed to wear like a t-shirt and shorts, but she let him wear a leotard and shorts. And she had this, she choreographed this thing where all the girls laid down and watched him while he held like prop barbells and did a dance with the barbells, like a more, like to be more masculine. And she was so upset about it because it's just, she, I think she just feels like it's sort of like not allowing her son to be his full self and like it's putting the girls into a box and yeah. him and it's just like she's like I have nothing wrong with the uh, no issue with the barbell dance if all the girls had also been doing that you know what I mean like it's it sounds like to me I bet that woman is used to a career of like if she does have boys in her class it's like boys that aren't sure they want to be there and uh yeah well that's I, what I was sure I was she thinking. has some or, of that kind of voice i think she's like, probably since she's probably been doing this for many many years is used to a certain amount of backlash if she has the boys being doing things that are too quote-unquote girly yeah um but it's i i was saying like to our friend is just i think it's crazy how much these things have shifted in just the last few years in terms oh, of yeah. our expectations. So you have to feel a little bit sympathetic to this older woman who's just like, it's hard for her to keep up, I she's, would imagine. She's, she's put in such an effort to like... I, she, I think she was trying to be inclusive and excited. You know what I mean? Like she yeah. was trying to find a way in for him and she has no idea that that's that he's not the type of boy that needs that at all. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so. I just try to picture a, like a ballet dance recital with a barbell character in it. <laughs> I mean, the dance was funny. He was really cute, but it's just like, it's unfortunate that those girls uh, were laying on the ground watching him like that. Anyway. And were they all going, ooh, ooh la la? I think they were like laying on their stomachs with their head in their hands. And sort of like, like. And their toes pointed kicking. Yeah. Something like that. Which like <laughs> in slumber party pose. Yeah. They were like, have you heard about Kim? <laughs> um, so do you have this listener? Man? Yeah. This uh, subject line is sex books. So this, this speaks to the. Um, gender matter a little bit, but I realize this is a little bit more about sex books. But it, it's all about uh, books for kids to on topics that aren't uh, always easy to just bring up with your kids. Hey, Peter and Beth, love the show, and your kids are adorable. My name is Candace, and I'm a single mother of four. Exciting, right? Ha ha! Anywho, I wanted to write in and say thank you for raising children that aren't ashamed of their natural bodies and what those bodies can do. It's nature. Also wanted to recommend more books. I recently purchased all three of Robbie Harris's books, and my boys have really enjoyed them. Obviously, we had to work through enjoying the books with a level of maturity. PP remarks were nonstop during the initial introduction. Anyway, I highly recommend this series for kids when teaching them about sex. The books also address LBGT matters, which I found super helpful. Thanks for all you do and never stop being you. Um, we haven't read these books, um, but it sounds like uh, something I've noticed, and we have a, 
a bunch of cool, um, you know, sex education books. They are pretty dated in in some ways, and I'd be interested to see maybe these a more modern take on a on sexuality beyond the. I gen. think R- R- Robbie Harris was one of on the list of books I mentioned. Oh well, there you go. Recent. There you go. I think we just got one of those. Oh well, I haven't seen it. Um, I think it was just a little bit text heavy and didn't seem worth trying to read to the kids just yet. Not quite yet. That'll be um, phase two. Yeah. Well, thank you, Candace. Um, and yes, thank- I cannot believe. I mean, I can, but I'm very impressed that someone who is a single mother of four of children. four boys. As one of four boys uh, raised by two parents, I double applaud you, Kent. <laughs> um, and this has been We Knows What They're Watching. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from Brain MD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by Brain MD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com. The lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but like I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty. Beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell, ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy. And we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. This next segment is called Listeners Want to Know. This is where we take some questions and comments from our listeners. Oh, we got a lot of email this week. I want to get into some. All right, this one came in. Wow, actually, this one came in seven minutes ago while we were recording. Feels meant to be. Question for the pod. Hey, Beth and Peter. I love the podcast. I was wondering... Are there any movies, TV shows, etc., that you grew up loving that you want to share with your kids, but you're worried they're somewhat problematic? 
Would you try to share these things with them while providing context and criticism, or would you just hold off until they're much older? Love you guys, and love how much your kids talk about farts. (laughs) Stephanie, good question. This has definitely come up in surprising moments. Well, here's the thing. Everything is problematic, especially if (laughs) Everything? Yeah, literally everything is problematic in some way. And especially things that are from 20, 30 years ago. Oh, yeah. Like. A boy. So here's one that comes to mind for me is uh, Looney Tunes, which Looney Tunes is like is like more. Looney Tunes is like the most problematic. In a lot of ways it is. And it was when we were little. Because, yeah. uh, you know, it's from the 40s. Uh, I mean, there's some Looney Tunes that are like have just horrible racial stereotypes and, and stuff. Um, but Looney Tunes is really special thing. It, it's an incredible show in terms of the rhythm of comedy and like how animation and comedy is mixed with music and the musicality of and the rhythm of comedy is like so drilled into my brain, especially what I do for story pirates. It's that like that show matters so much to me, but there's a lot of, you know, it's, it's uh, like Bugs Bunny dressing up like a woman and everyone would be like, Oh, like the, the, the objective objific- cartoons always like only have one female character that comes on like once every three episodes and everyone's like horny for her. Yeah. Like it's so bizarre. Um, yeah, the, we've I've had stuff on like that, and and then scenes like that happen. They also those old cartoons are incredibly racist. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of those that you but certainly just like didn't out notice of the blue was... in weird ways that you like forgot our country was racist. Like yeah. it's just it's bizarre. I yeah, that has been on, and I've scenes that come up when my kids are watching. I'm like, oh oh no, oh oh, I guess we can't watch this yeah some i mean i mean a lot of it is like so foreign to them like you can quickly skim past it but and it was when i was little like there are jokes there's just the whole reference level of that show is from our when our you know grandparents were in their 20s yeah it's all like v boats and it's like (laughs) okay so that one's tricky you gotta you gotta watch those beforehand what comes to mind for you um, I mean, we've already introduced a lot. Like, they're all all the Disney movies are kind of problematic from our childhood. Like, all the the female characters yeah. are not quite formed. Um, they the thing that recently I was really thinking about introducing them to that I just have kind of zero memory of how it actually plays out is Mork and Mindy because <laughs> I feel like they're getting to this age where you can kind of watch more adult stuff with them. Like that might actually be entertaining to us, you know, and Mork and Mindy. Well, because I think Robin Williams is such a vibrant performer that he kind of like, it's not, you don't have to be, it's not like about being like a smart, witty adult or whatever. <laughs> Do you know what yeah, I mean? Well, it's like a human cartoon character. Yeah. That, yeah. He's like a show. cartoon. So I was like thinking that would be maybe a fun thing that Bryn would enjoy seeing him. I bet you that show is full of, of 
dated uncomfortable things it's that gotta delightful. be i just have no memory for any of the plots of, like of any episode <laughs> no i can't all i can picture is him running around the room improvising yeah doing his thing yeah but i think that'd be fun i don't yeah, know yeah well it's interesting a lot of the disney movies there yeah there is that you know like ariel's whole story arc is very problematic where she just gives up her whole life for a, this beautiful man that she knows nothing about uh but you also see that era where they start to want to create these like strong princesses like jasmine Who's like I can't? I'm not getting cooped up and all this. And there's a lot of um, stuff when we were growing up, where it was usually female characters confronting the stereotype and saying, "I don't have to just be this." You and mean I, like Mulan? Yeah, and I realized a lot of it is, oh, our kids watch this and like they're being they're still being introduced to the idea. The idea that women are inferior to begin with. Yeah. And they're like, yeah. oh, by the way, you should know that's how it is. And so right. this movie is a fantasy uh, breaking away from that. Yeah. And I'm I like, mean, oh, I want to see the movies where just that's just not a thing. Right. Well, that's why everything sort of becomes more and more problematic is because you, the points you're trying to make today should not be the points you're trying to argue <laughs> yeah. tomorrow. Um yeah. You know what's interesting? This is very off topic, but someone tweeted today a list of the intro songs that candidates picked for some sort of um, event in Iowa mm-hmm. it, where a, a bunch of Democratic presidential candidates were speaking. And they're, the music that they choose to intro themselves is fascinating because this is like the first time I can remember having a presidential race where so many candidates are choosing like hip hop songs and like nineties R and B songs. Oh wow. And yeah. um like Andrew Yang, who is this kind of like out there candidate yeah. who's really into technology and stuff, he chose for his song Return of the Mac, which is like <laughs> it's just so funny. Um but anyway, I was like, wow, it's really is like makes you feel old when you're becoming sort of like the target demographic of a presidential campaign do you know what i mean a hundred percent yeah like i can't picture any candidates coming out to anything that came out later than 1979 well gillibrand has a lizzo song as her 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 song that she came out to was good as hell which is just like so funny i mean it's like oh that's really funny speaking of problematic it's like a slightly questionable (laughs) to have a white woman come out to that i don't know um, but yeah. although I say that, I don't realize Hillary had a lot of like Katy Perry, uh, last time around. Yeah. It's sometimes hard to say what's more problematic. Um, <laughs> so, but, uh, what was I going to say? Kamala Harris has, um, a Mary J. Blige song, I think, mm-hmm. which is like pretty exciting. Uh, just in like the, the lyrics and stuff were the, it was just more, um, the the lyrics of the different songs was like more revolutionary than I was expecting. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, like I was just like, "Wow, this is like." <laughs> I mean, I guess Obama had this element where he was like, "I'm into rap." Um, yeah, well, that was the thing before Obama. We're only talking about older white dudes, pretty much. Yeah. Well, and- that's what's funny is like in 2019. So now these candidates, there's like 
two candidates, including Beto, who did the Clash songs. And it's like that it's like that's something that like would have maybe seemed cool like eight years ago but like now it's just like dude like <laughs> come on it's it? 2019 like the clash is like a million years old oh, uh it's like uh <laughs> this is the equivalent of when okay, i don't listen to the radio very much but when i'm in a car and I turn the radio and it's like it's a, it's the oldie station, classics of the 80s, 90s, 2000s, and today. And it's, it's what suddenly the songs I was listening to into high school is, when I was in high school, that was the 70s station, and now it's the 90s station. We're all going to die. That's the lesson. Somehow there's, like, always a 70s station, though. Like Classic rock. Never die, baby. <laughs> How about another email? Here's one. Ready, Beth? Yes. I know that you point out that I don't need to say, are you ready? But I can't stop it. I can't help it, and I'm sorry. Are I you ready? I just have that look about me like I wouldn't be ready for an email. I can't see you because of these vocal reflectors. If you guys ever are curious what we look like, we're just, we can't okay. see each other. You didn't have to ask if I'm ready. You didn't have to. <laughs> are you ready for this, Beth? Uh, question. Dear Beth and Peter, my name is Andrea, and I'm from Lake Forest, Illinois. Thank you for being my favorite podcast. You guys actually popped my podcast, Cherry. You guys are a hoot. We're, uh, we're her first podcast? Yeah, that's not crazy. That's crazy. So many people don't know what a podcast is and yeah, don't know how to get it. Usually they're like our friends. They're <laughs> usually there are friends who don't know how to get a podcast? <laughs> they're like people we're talking to that are like, what do you do? <laughs> If they're not people who listen to our podcast. Well, they got to start somewhere. Right. Well, actually, welcome. Welcome to the Andrea, wild world. Tell us, how did this happen? How are we your first podcast? She doesn't have to tell us. Tell us. Here's her question. While I, you're telling us that, please uh, tell my husband how to drink more water. <laughs> I drank so much water. It's just coming out of me. It won't stay in. That's the problem. I have recently. Andrea, are you a doctor? Can you help us? How do I say? Can you send an IV? Because I need to stay hydrated. I literally feel insane. (laughs) (sighs) I have a recently turned one-year-old daughter named Mia. Happy birthday, Mia. A week after her birthday, we found out that I am pregnant with baby number two. Beth, do you have any words of advice? of how to survive handling a toddler while pregnant and feed, and feeling like shit slash tired all the time. Can you guys tell me what you think the pros and cons are of having two so close together? Thank you and love you guys on the show. Love, Andrea. Why, why don't you hit this first, my love? I don't almost don't even know what to say. You know what I mean? It's just like, Andrea, <laughs> Andrea. Oh, sweet Andrea. I also don't have a great frame of reference for (laughs) that whole phase of my life is still such a crazy blur. And I don't really know what to attribute what kinds of exhaustion to because I was um, I was postpartum during the 2016 election and then uh, at while I was still postpartum, I was diagnosed with thyroid cancer 
and realized my thyroid had not been functioning properly. So in addition to pregnancy, breastfeeding hormones, weaning hormones, all the million things that were wrong with my body, I also like was not producing the thyroid hormone that gives you the energy to get through the day. So, and I was also writing a book. You I was losing my mind. You had a rough go. It was bad. And for so for a little while. I don't think I'm really the person you want to ask like I don't have a good frame of reference for how that would normally go, but I will say I think it's by most accounts having a toddler and a baby is an exhausting nightmare for a while. Um I'll say I I am I would I would do it the same way again <laughs> because having gotten through it in the shortest amount of time possible, I think we knew we wanted more than one, but it just we this is probably way about this up. We found out we were pregnant. Beth was pregnant with um, Maven on Bryn's first birthday. So very similar yeah. to you. I would agree. I'm glad we got it over with, but I also am glad we didn't do it any sooner than that. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. Because we were like just catching our breath and then we were like, oh, no. It was. I've said this before, but it was that day on his first birthday that I remember thinking and probably saying out loud like, I think we're through the worst of it. You know, like it, it, it feels like things have settled down and we've got a handle on our, our we're coming back to our lives. Yeah. And, uh, and then there was another one, but boy, now, like right now, I just sat after dinner listening to Bryn and Maven play with each other. And it brought me aside from being dead and being miserable. Um, <laughs> it brought me so, so much joy just to hear them like making up stories and like being these characters and playing and having equal footing. Like Bryn listens to Maven and she yeah. listens to him and it's a totally different thing when they're three years apart. I'm so glad we're done with bottles and di daily diapers. We still have nighttime diapers, but there's so much like stuff that we used to have around like in Ugh. our way all the time swings and strollers and yeah harnesses Car seats that weigh like 800 pounds that you have to lug in and out and up the stairs so glad that's done and then i mean i'm i'm afraid to like even say this because i have like the fear of god makes me think that if i get too relaxed I will suddenly find myself pregnant. <laughs> if you just like unclench your core. I mean, it's happened before twice. It's true. Um, Maybe that's what our, have we talked about our neighbors? <laughs> our neighbors? Yeah. This is the real news of the week. Oh. <laughs> should we, should we tell us this? This yeah, is let's very talk about it. So you tell the story. Okay. So I'm on a conference call. And so I live in fear of our downstairs neighbors. I know they tolerate a lot of stomping uh, because we have a three and a four year old and they don't know how to not stomp when they go anywhere. And they run around. And they run. And we don't really have as as many, as much carpeting as rugs as we're supposed to. Uh, I think it's fine. I, the reason I'm not too worried about it is, be, is because as opposed to when they were babies, they keep pretty normal human hours and they're not doing that in the nighttime. We're not preventing anyone from sleeping. Yeah, it's gotten better. However, we are keeping people from sleeping. 
<laughs> and I found this out because my elderly downstairs neighbor had to talk to me about my quote unquote lovemaking. <laughs> so I was on the phone and he's like, oh, hey, uh, Peter. And I was like, oh, yeah, one second. I sort of put the phone on mute. I'm like, what's up? And I'm like still paying attention to the phone. And then I realized as he's talking, oh, my God, he's talking about listening to me have sex with my wife. <laughs> Their bedroom is right below ours. And I've had this thought and he's like, and he's like, do you have a headboard? <laughs> and I was like, oh, uh, he's like, maybe you want to put a pillow. And I'm like, oh no, we don't have a headboard. It, um, it's, uh, and then he's like, oh, well, you know, you know, do what you got to do. <laughs> and he said, do what you got to do. And in my mind, I was like, you mean my wife? Uh, yeah, he did literally. Mean he literally that. meant, yeah, do your wife. Um, I'm um, glad he said the thing about the headboard because otherwise, I would have just been eternally paranoid that I was like unknowingly like vocal. Um, and I don't think not to get into the weeds here, folks, but we're not terribly vocal people. I'm. I was like, I don't think I'm that loud. No, so no, no. it's just. It's a we relief have a, to know that it's more of a... We have a bed frame on wheels, and two of those wheels are directly on the wood floor. And then there's movement. The thing doesn't stay still, and I know that it's very loud, and now I'm mortified. Yeah. I mean, not to mention, we got to do what we got to do. I mean, we got to do uh. what we got to do. <laughs> but um, now I now I can't undo it comfortably because I'm, well, I'm thinking about our elderly neighbors You downstairs. could just pat it. We have, like... Things that we could put under the wheels. Uh, this is, um, let's just floor the whole room in that, and like the rubber that they have in hockey rinks. Just padded floor. If anyone mm. here has had this problem. If anyone has tips on how to sound insulate your bed for banging <laughs> against the wall. For banging, period. Uh, please write in. Yeah, write in subject line bang hacks. <laughs> And let Sweet us bang know. hacks <laughs> at Wino's Pod. Also, we need to start a Patreon so we can have like a fund for people to fund us living in our own home. This is where we're not torturing our elderly neighbors on a daily basis. <laughs> Let's start a Patreon. I suddenly feel so very vulnerable talking about this. About our need for a house. Me too. <laughs> I. This did make me want to get a house more than anything else. I was just like, yeah, I don't want anyone to hear well, me do we, that. It, I mean, we. I took the kids. To, we didn't really talk about this, but I took the kids to our friend's house on the weekend and swam in their pool, which is so nice. And they have a beautiful house and yard. And there is... New the, best friends. There, I mean, yeah, it's great. But there is this thing of just when, even when the kids were just like running around the house being like sort of violent with each other, I was just like... Oh, it's so relaxing to just know there's no one under there. You yeah. know, like <laughs> Oh my gosh, when we're someplace where they can stomp, it's it's, it's crazy. like It's like going to college it, for the first like, time and realizing that you're not beholden to any parents and you're just suddenly living your own life. <laughs> it's like uh I want to stomp so bad. Anyway, I'm going to uh we have to give our listeners our, our uh Venmo. <laughs> So they can Ven Venmo us, Venmo us to get a house the sex fix. fund, um, the house fund. If you guys want to send us money, just email us. We'll find a way to get it from you. Don't <laughs> worry about it. We'll figure it out. Um, 
<laughs> what if everyone just if if uh, no, never mind. Don't. Oh God. What you're gonna ask them to pay for sex toys? Yes. Uh, yeah. How did you know that? That's what I was. Gonna... <laughs> <laughs> no. I'll get those my th- my thanks very thank you very self you much. Was that too much for, for was that too much of an injury to your masculinity? <laughs> I could pay for my own sex toys for my own wife, sir. Yes. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Sir, take your Venmo back. Good day. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, um uh while we're here in the weeds of of topics i'm normally too uncomfortable too uncomfortable to talk about tonight you're too tired to be uncomfortable tonight i'm too dead to not talk about it so i was in our bed on my computer and maven comes in and opens your drawer and um then she goes (laughs) can i have this and i look down and she's holding a small vibrator Mm -hmm. which is yours I and um, it's a really I grabbed it away from her little vibrator. I just want to paint a picture for the listener. It's like a little egg. It's like uh, it's almost like um, it's like a squashed egg. It's almost like there's a there's this makeup applicator that's shaped like a sort of pointy egg. It's now a lot I know. Now like I know. That. Um, beauty blender. It's a lot like. Oh, a, I actually do know you. It's already. About. It's a lot like a vibrator shaped like a beauty blender, um, <laughs> if you will. Um, uh, that only helped the people that already knew what you were talking it's about. It's a. It's a light lilac color. Very beautiful. It looks like a toy. It's. I. I know the name of it actually because I feel like I've recommended it to several people. <laughs> um, it's called. I think the Juju Mimi. <laughs> Um, it's it's a great. It's very versatile. It's because it's small. Anyway, and, I had to take this away from me. It looks like a children's toy. It's very <laughs> cute. And I was like, ah, ah, and I grabbed it, and oh. and I was like, I can't. She's like, I mean, she literally. I was like, that's not for you. And she said, why? And I was like, uh, normally she doesn't even ask straight up why like Oof. that. She says why all the time. Well, not there was something weird about the. I'm like, you can't <laughs> Did have. Did she raise that. her eyebrow at you? She's like, like, oh yeah, daddy, why? <laughs> yeah, let's get into it. Do you want me to get the body? And parts I had to book? say that's mommy's. Uh, <laughs> she says, I, I think she said like, I want that toy. <laughs> I was like, this is yeah, mommy's it toy. It is mommy's toy. <laughs> she was really upset, and I was like, it does. It does look fun. But it is fun. <laughs> I... <laughs> I'm so tired. Are you, you going to edit this all out after you? No, I don't have. I'm too dehydrated. That's it. We're ending the episode right now. Okay. Well, anyway, um, <laughs> what was was there a listener question that <laughs> Andrea? There's nothing you can do. It's going to happen, and it's going to be difficult. But it's also going to be You've beautiful. You got this. Just get help. It's all the usual baby stuff that you know better this time, and now you're more prepared. And yeah, you, you're a professional mommy already, so no big deal. Yeah, professional mommy. Get yourself a a nice vibrator as a little treat. Um, you know, before and after, you're not really going to uh, want to have a lot of penetration happening. Probably. I'd like to apologize to 
Beth and my I'm giving mothers. real useful no, no, information no. I'm for not, women's health. I'm not apologizing for the information. Well, then don't interrupt me while I'm talking. That's valid. That's valid. Uh, what I was saying was late pregnancy, postpartum, women are not always in the mood to be deeply penetrated. And the Juju Mimi is a nice clitoral vibrator. Juju Mimi? Uh, allows for a nice lazy sexual interactions for tired parents. But you don't have to get that brand. You know, get what's in your budget. Get what looks fun for you. Hide it from your children. Yeah, don't put it in the, the lowest drawer. <laughs> I every mean, time it's you been said, there for weeks, and it's been safe. Every time you say the name of the product, I Juju think Juju Mimi. It sounds like you add another syllable each time. No. Like, Juju Mimi, bon moi. <laughs> we should get them to sponsor this. Juju Mimi, oui oui, ha ha, bon bon. Everyone, um, message Juju Mimi on social media. Tell them to help us get a house. <laughs> I believe we can do this in 2019. Make it, manifest it, make it happen. <laughs> oh, man, this has been another episode of We Knows Parenting. If you would like to reach out and ask us a question, or tell us a story, give us some advice, or uh, offer up a would-you-knows parenting hypothetical situation, you can email us at weknowspod at gmail.com. Or go to our website, weknowsparenting.com, for merch and our call-in number and all that fun stuff. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook at WeKnowsPod, or you can please rate, review, subscribe. Crazy idea. Rate and review. Subscribe. That'd be cool. Yeah. Say, this is a sexy podcast for parents. Okay, I'm I'm gonna actually ask somebody to literally. If you please would say that. Literally, room. just write a review that says this is a what'd you say? This is a sexy podcast for parents. This is a sexy podcast for parents, and then do a winking emoji. Yeah, five can, stars. Hey, any other suggestive emojis you want to throw in there? Appreciated. Five stars. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>
plus at these prices? You're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell, ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org.